Calling all detectives. A man without a single distinguishing characteristic vanishes with a quarter of a million dollars. How would you go about finding him? That is the problem on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Lots of people ask me, Jerry Browning, private detective, whether I've got a system. The answer is no. No system. And I'll tell you why. I waited outside the vault of the Cheerful Credit Loan Association while its president and other officers completed their inventory inside the vault. When the officials came out, there was nothing cheerful about their faces. Browning, it's just as we suspected. Not only our treasurer, Byron Lockwood, is missing, but so are $250,000 in cash. Okay. What kind of a guy is this Lockwood? Why, well, he's about average height, 5'8", average appearance. He never drank, gambled, smoked. In fact, Byron Lockwood was one of the most average people I ever knew. Byron Lockwood had been a bachelor. And at his average little apartment on an average suburban street, I learned that he'd walked out of his building the evening before, carried no suitcases, and just strolled out of sight. But Lockwood didn't just disappear. A bus driver remembered taking him to the station. Sure, I even kidded him about going to town at night. He never done it before. And at the railroad station? Oh, yes, yes, of course I recall Mr. Lockwood buying a ticket to uh, uh, New Orleans. I asked him what on earth he intended doing there. I reported back to the loan company. Gentlemen, I don't know where you're missing Mr. Lockwood is, but I'll tell you where he isn't, and that's New Orleans. A loan company treasurer who stole most of his firm's ready cash left an obvious trail to New Orleans, just to play it safe. Send this wire to New Orleans police. Be on lookout for Byron Lockwood. Wanted for embezzlement. Description follows. Average height. I didn't expect any results from my telegram, so my immediate problem was to try to learn something about the average Mr. Lockwood as possible clues to his present whereabouts. Mister, I've lived in this apartment below Lockwood for nine years. And I never heard him say more than good morning or good evening. I got the same story every place, from tradesmen, from the people who'd worked with Lockwood. Not much to go by? You're wrong. I learned something important. That I was up against a man who deliberately suppressed every personality trait in anticipation of a gigantic theft, in order to make his subsequent detection that much harder. I was up against no theft of impulse but something long-planned, carefully executed. And that's when I heard from New Orleans. To Jerry Browning. Man you want, Byron Lockwood, seen in New Orleans. Purchase ticket, SS Buenaria, destination South America, now at sea. I read the telegram over twice because I just couldn't believe it. A man doesn't spend years carefully planning a huge theft and then not only leave a trail a mile wide, but wind up trapping himself on a boat at sea. Still, it... I suppose it could happen. (laughs) 
Armed with a warrant, I flew down to New Orleans, had a conference with local police officials, got positive identification of Byron Lockwood, then took a seaplane to intercept the SS Buenaria. The captain of the Buenaria was waiting as we climbed aboard ship. Senor, the man you want has jumped overboard. The open porthole told the story it was supposed to tell. There were suitcases and a steamer trunk, all new, everything in them new. We found dozens of clippings about the theft scattered about, and under the mattress of the bed, a package containing $30,000 in currency. I recall the man clearly, acted strangely when he came on board. Never left his cabin, not even for meals. When we received your message, we forced the door. Alas, too late. Captain, this is just what I expected. At the Cheerful Credit Loan Association, the president looked moderately happy. Naturally, we are happy to recover even $30,000. And in view of the circumstances, we consider the case closed. Please send us your bill, Mr. Browning. I'll send you a bill after I catch Byron Lockwood. Maybe you think I was just being stubborn. No. I was simply giving a smart, calculating man credit for being just that. And when newspapers that night carried headlines, absconding treasurer jumps overboard, I really went to work. Now I was looking for a man who no longer considered himself hunted. I picked up all available photographs of Lockwood and studied them. Height, 5'8". He'd make himself taller with built-up shoes, say, uh, 5'10". Hair brown. He'd dye it black. Eyes brown. Eyeglasses. Strong astigmatism. Myopia. That's nearsighted. What'd he do about that? Contact lenses. Of course, he'd need glasses badly, but he wouldn't dare wear them. Not a careful man like Lockwood. If you think there are many companies in the country manufacturing contact lenses, invisible eyeglasses worn directly over the eyeballs, just check up on it. I had Lockwood's eyeglass formula from the Oculus where he bought his ordinary glasses, and it was almost as individual as fingerprints. 24 hours later from Boston, I had my reply. And 12 hours after that... Yes, the gentleman gave his name as Morley Creighton, purchased contact lenses from us seven months ago. Very pleasant gentleman, about uh, 5'10". The Boston police work quietly and swiftly. All right, Browning. Lockwood is registered at this hotel as Marley Creighton, room 618. He's up there now. Do you uh, want to be in on the arrest? <laughs> no, I don't think it'll be hard to take. I'd sort of like to feel that here's a crook I could track down and have arrested without ever bothering to see him. They tell me Lockwood made no trouble at all. Was so astonished at being captured that he babbled out a confession right on the spot and gave up better than $200,000 in cash he had in the valise. Of course, he'd laid the trail to the ship, made sure he was seen getting on, locked his cabin, and slipped out again with departing visitors. There never was any doubt in my mind about capturing him because he was a man with a careful, orderly mind. When you're up against that kind... 
They never spring surprises. They never do the unexpected. Like I said, give me a crook with a system every time, and I'd be the most prosperous detective in town. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.